If I really, really believe in something, I'm gonna make it happen. You only fail if you quit. Go ask them, do you have bacon jam? They say no, say why not? You can only help others really when you're helping yourself. I'm Richard Gerhardt. And I'm Elizabeth Gerhardt. You just heard some snippets from our fabulous show. Stay tuned for the rest. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I'm Richard Gearhart, an intellectual property attorney specializing in patents, trademarks, and copyrights. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not an attorney, but I work at Gearhart Law doing the marketing and I have my own startup. Welcome everybody to Passage to Profit, the show that's all about innovation, entrepreneurs, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. We have Dr. Bill Dorfman, otherwise known as Dr. Bill, and he's the inventor of Zoom and a celebrity dentist. So can't wait to hear from him. And then we have Mike Koroshevsky. And I can tell you, everybody's going to love this guy because he makes food with bacon in it. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love bacon? And then we have Pooja Ugarwal. And she's going to be presenting Zenful Brain. Who has not gotten burned out at any time in their life? Well, she's got the solution for that. So stay tuned. That sounds great. I could definitely use a Zen Brain right now. So um, I'm looking forward to her presentation. But before we get to our distinguished guests, we have IP in the news. So who are we talking about today? Well, it's the trademark battle between the Kylies, Kylie Minogue, pop star from Australia and Kylie Jenner of the Kardashians. Kylie Jenner wanted to trademark her name Kylie. Right. Kylie Minogue was like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, they filed an opposition or Kylie Minogue filed an opposition at the trademark office, the U.S. trademark office to prevent Kylie Jenner from actually getting her trademark issued. And An opposition procedure is an internal U.S. Patent and Trademark Office procedure where somebody can object to the registration of somebody else's trademark. And it's cheaper and it's less expensive than going to court. And it's a good way for people to work out disputes economically using the legal process. So a couple of things of interest about Kylie Minogue. She said, I've spent a lifetime protecting my brand and building my brand. So it was just something that had to be done. And that's why trademarks are so important. They're a vital part of your brand. And the good news, she said, is that it's all wrapped up and we didn't have to go to court. So they were able to settle this without having to go to court. And it was really super important to protect your brand and the trademark is part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And they got some publicity out of it too by, <laughs> by yeah, starting I'm a sure lawsuit. <laughs> Maybe they were in on it together. <laughs> but um, how does she find out though that somebody else wanted to trademark her name? I don't really know in this particular circumstance how she found out, but there's a lot of companies that have watch services. Gerhardt Law, for example, has a watch service and we watch other people's trademarks as they get filed and as they go through the system. And so we know if a competitor or any third party is planning to get a 
trademark registered that could violate our clients' rights. And so we stay on top of it that way. And a lot of people use this kind of service because otherwise, how would she have known if Kylie Jenner was filing a trademark on her name? So yes, protect yourself. Absolutely. It's time for Richard's Roundtable. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from our guest, Dr. Bill. Welcome to the show. Do you have any comments on this story or any other intellectual property questions that you'd like to raise? I think it's actually really funny. I love meeting people today. And when they say, what do you do? I say, I invented Zoom. And they're like, no. Like, well, yeah. (laughs) And it's actually true. I invented Zoom tooth whitening back in 1990. And we hit the market with Zoom. And then about three or four years later, legal Zoom came out. And then today, obviously, Zoom video conferencing is huge. So when I tell people I invented Zoom, they they immediately think it's a video conferencing, which I wish it was. (laughs) uh, (laughs) But the fact of the matter is that these are different industries. So there was no overlap and they all went through the patent law office and, you know, all of these trademarks and then they were registered. And in fact, I was laughing because I just launched a new product that you can find online. They're called buzz balls and they're caffeinated gumballs and buzz balls actually is also an alcoholic beverage. I found out spelled with a Z at the end. And again, we registered this, we had the, well, we had the trademark and then we got registered because we are a different industry. So I don't know if the Kylie's are different enough where (laughs) they (laughs) could actually get around us, but it's kind of like trying to pat water. Actually. I mean, I, I think it's kind of, arrogant to think that you can patent your name Kylie when there are billions of women in the world and maybe even men named Kylie. And there's some confusion. You don't get protection for the name Kylie. You get protection for using the name Kylie probably in this case, in connection with entertainment services. So you can't stop somebody from using the name. And then you've got to prove that the name has secondary meaning, which means that it's in this case, relatively well-known and famous. So you have to be at a certain level of fame before you can protect the name. But yeah, it confuses a lot of people. And people say, how can somebody trademark a name? It sounds ridiculous. But if you only do it for selling cosmetics or something, then that doesn't stop other people from naming their kids. We forgot to say the trademark office did not allow the mark for Kylie Jenner. Right. After all they went through. Pooja, what do you think about all of this? I think it, since they're both in the entertainment industry, both Kylie Minogue and Kylie Jenner, that it would be difficult for Kylie Jenner to do that, to patent it or make it so only she could use that in a certain industry. But I think that if somebody could do it, it would be amazing. (laughs) But again, I don't think that it would be able to actually go through. So that's my take on it. It's pretty hard to get a name trademark, but celebrities are able to do that. If you're famous enough and you use it for certain things, then it happens. But like you said, you're right. They were both in the entertainment industry. And so obviously there were going to be clashes there. Well, I think the moral of the story too, is that you don't just apply for a trademark and get it. You have to fight to get it. You have to prove that you deserve it. That's a very good point. Mike? I definitely sense some Hertz Avis energy here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) After years of being critical of my wife's entertainment choices, I'm not going to say any more, otherwise we'll be called a 
hypocrite lies <laughs> at work when I've been telling her to avoid such things. But uh, no, I think it's, it's definitely a great marketing play, whether it was or it wasn't born out of that. I think it's always good to get some press and get some extra spotlight on your fame. So I commend the women for getting that and then getting out cheaply. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the key. Kenya, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, to be a Kardashian or a Jenner and be told no. Right. It's like, <laughs> when does that ever happen? Right? When does that ever happen? <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, it's funny because she has the whole Kylie lip kit thing. And you one would think that that would give her a little leverage because she has built an established cosmetic brand based on her name. And I, again, I don't know the usage or what she was trying to do with the whole Kylie thing. But um, again, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I guess. Right. <laughs> I say that all the time, but Elizabeth I, I disagrees with me. So uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I guess the takeaway from this is watch your competitors' trademarks, right? Because right. if you don't watch what's going on in the marketplace, somebody else is going to pop up with something that could create a problem for you. Well, I'm really pleased to have with us Dr. Bill. He's a celebrity dentist. He is the inventor of Zoom tooth whitening, and he's also launching Buzz Balls and also another product. So welcome to the show, Dr. Bill. Can you tell us a little bit about your new product, Buzz Balls? Well, here's the thing. I love caffeine. <laughs> I hate coffee. It gives you bad breath. It gives you dark, ugly teeth. And it gives me kind of a tummy ache. So during the day, if I ever kind of felt like I needed a little caffeine boost, I started using a product called Nodos, which is just 200 milligrams of caffeine. But if I swallowed it, it took about 30 minutes. If I chewed it in like 10 minutes, I was buzzing around the office. It just doesn't taste good. So we used to have a product called Breath RX gumballs. I owned a company called Discus Dental. Discus created Zoom and Night White and Day White and Floridex and all these different brands. So I would take our little gumball, chew it up with a no dose. And in 10 minutes, I was buzzing around the office and it tastes so much better. And I thought, you know, there should be a caffeinated gum. So I went back to our gum manufacturer and we started working on it. It took me two years to develop this formula. But the product is amazing. You can get it online now. You just go to buzzballs.com. And the advantage is not only do you get a buzz in 10 minutes, it gives you fresh breath. We kept thymol oil and eucalyptus oil in there. Those were the ingredients that we used to naturally kill bacteria that cause bad breath. So not only do you get the kick from caffeine, but it gives you fresh breath. We also sweeten it with xylitol, so it's sugar-free, and that helps fight tooth decay. So it fights tooth decay, gives you fresh breath, and it gives you a buzz all in 10 minutes, and they're called buzz balls. And it comes in cinnamon, spearmint, and bubblegum flavors. <laughs> so you can talk a mile a minute. <laughs> Did you have any buzz anybody? balls before yeah. the show? That's what. Uh, uh, 100%. <laughs> and, you know, I don't even do pre-energy workout drinks anymore. Like when I go to the gym, I take a buzz ball like 15 minutes before I get to the gym. I'm in there like super mad. So uh, I love yeah, buzz balls. Yeah. We, we saw your cover on yeah, uh, yeah, your GQ, GQ cover, cover where you're totally and, ripped. And you're yeah. totally ripped. Yeah, and, so people go to our YouTube channel. You'll see his cover. What issue were you in? Is that a recent? So or? this was right as the pandemic hit. 
they wanted to do an article on at-home exercise for men over 50. Mm. And so they contacted my agent and they had me do a whole workout routine for men over 50. Now, the secret is I'm over 60. I'm 63, but I did it anyhow. And then they did some follow-up with that. And they had me and Sylvester Stallone in the article. Oh my (laughs) gosh, you don't look look 63. Can I ask you a dental question? Because you have like the perfect teeth, but I went to my dentist and she said, don't use tooth whitening toothpaste or those rinses or anything. Brush with something that's going to strengthen your teeth and then use Crest White Strips. So I quit using like the charcoal toothpaste, started using other toothpaste and using Crest White Strips. And I think my teeth are turning orange now. No, but they don't look orange. (laughs) Well, I can't comment on that because I can't really tell from here, but Crest White Strips is a great introduction to my next new product called Poop. There's a man who lives in my condominium complex named Ken Mears. He owns Great Health Works. It's a billion dollar company and their biggest product is Omega XL. And he said, doc, come up with a new tooth whitening product and we'll market it. So I went back to the drawing board and it looks like whitening strips are kind of the dominant player in the take-home tooth whitening market. But number one, they taste bad. Number two, they hurt. Number three, they move around on your teeth. Number four, they're not comfortable in your mouth. And number five, at the end of the process, you have to take this gross thing out and throw it away. Well, with Poof, we solved all five of those. Number one, it tastes great. Number two, I used a zero sensitivity tooth whitening. It's a 10% hydrogen peroxide. Number three, when you stick it on your teeth, it sticks on there. It doesn't move around. And number four, it also is very comfortable. And at the end of the treatment, number five, it melts in your mouth. So the strip vanishes, the stains vanish, and it is called Poof Tooth Whitening Strips. And they are phenomenal. We kind of did like a play on Spanx where she spells it with a Z at the end. With Poof, we have three O's. Why the three O's? That way we own everything. We own all the social, we know all the domain, everything. So nobody spells Poof with three O's but us. Where would people buy these and your gum? Buzzballs, you can get online now. Just go to buzzballs.com, B-U-Z-Z-B-A-L-L-S.com. And you can buy it right away. It will be in distribution in about two to three months. And in fact, I just heard that we're going to be on Oprah's favorite list, which is always really awesome. And poof, we're going to launch in about 45 days and you'll see it everywhere. I shot a ton of infomercials and commercials and I mean, poof is going to be all over the world. It's pretty amazing. Do you really think this is fair of you, Dr. Bill, to tease us with these things and we can't get them yet? I'm going to be on the list. I will send you samples. I will send you and your husband samples and you guys can try them right away. See, I knew that there was an advantage to doing a radio program. (laughs) Well, we have to poof, disappear and take a commercial break, but we'll be right back after this. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software 
application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We have with us Dr. Bill, celebrity dentist and the inventor of Zoom tooth whitening. Kenya, you had some questions about entrepreneurism and the entrepreneurial path that Dr. Bill took. Sure. So first I want to say you'll appreciate the fact that I'm drinking my coffee with a straw. Most people do not understand <laughs> that. I'm really big on like keeping my teeth white. I think it's mythical. I don't think that actually works, but in my head, it makes sense. So I appreciate your journey in terms of creating stuff to white. I was just thinking about that this morning, but go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> but, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about your creative process, right? And like what that's like, because I know you're a dentist, but you're an innovator, right? So just kind of take us through like what that journey looks like when you're sitting down, you have a thought, like, how do you bring an idea into fruition and get it to the point where you're marketing it and actually getting it out to the market? I'm one of these people where if I really, really believe in something, I'm going to make it happen. And I teach a program and it's a motivational leadership program for high school and college kids called LEAP. And I always tell my kids at LEAP, I never fail. And they look at me like, really? I'm like, no. So think about it. If I do something and it doesn't come out the way I want it to, I don't look at that as failure. That's practice. Then I'll do it again and again and again and again and again until I get it the way I want. You only fail if you quit. And if you don't quit, you'll never fail. And I never quit. And so what happened with tooth whitening and with Zoom and with Nightlight is I'm sitting in my office and I'm thinking, you know, the products that are out here were really not great. They didn't perform well. They weren't packaged. I just saw so much room for improvement. You've heard of the old phrase, build a better mousetrap. So there's kind of this funny theme in my life where every time I literally commit myself to do something philanthropically, something amazing comes out of it. So I was at a charity event for children's cancer and I met a young man. We were both 29 at the time. And he had just graduated from business school and he was in the cosmetic world, his whole family. His father was Fred Heyman, who's created Giorgio Cosmetics. And I started talking to him about the need for a more kind of cosmetic version of tooth whitening in the dental office. And we sat down and put paper to pencil and just came up with the whole business plan. And we grew Discus Dental from zero to $1.3 billion in sales in over 20 years. And then we sold the company to Philips in 2010. In fact, I sold Discus Dental on 10, 10, 10 at 10 a.m. So I have this little <laughs> 10 that I walk around with. This is on my phone. But at LEAP, which is the program we teach for kids, we teach kids to be a 10 walk like a 10, talk like a 10, act like a 10, but most importantly, surround yourself with other kids that are 10s. Because if you're trying to be a 10 and you're hanging out with a bunch of twos, guess what happens? 
And then I would say probably the greatest advice I can give anybody when it comes to wanting to build the business is something, again, that we teach at Leap called Copy Genius. When I came to Beverly Hills as a cosmetic dentist, they didn't need Dr. Bill Dorfman as another cosmetic dentist. But what did I do? I went and I found the five most successful cosmetic dentists. I called them up. I went into their office and I shadowed them each for a week. And I sat there like a sponge taking copious notes. And I took all of the things that I saw them doing in their dental practice that made them successful. And I put it in my practice. And within a year of practicing, I had a busier practice than any other dentist in Beverly Hills. And it stayed that way because I continued to copy genius. I'm always looking at innovative people and seeing what they're doing and then figuring out like, how can I copy that and how can I do that better? And I honestly think that is the secret to success. You know, when I meet young kids that want to start a business and they say, what do I do first? I said, the first thing you do is look out there and see who is really successful in your space, see what makes them successful and figure out how you can be more successful than that. That's amazing advice. I couldn't agree more. I think any ideas that you can get from successful people should be your inspiration. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I agree. So what have been some of your bigger challenges? I'll tell you the biggest blunder my company made. We were writing orders for about 150 dentists every month. I mean, we had a very robust business going on. And we started off with night white, which was a nighttime tooth whitening process. Then we launched day white and then zoom later on. What happened when we came out with day white is we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars advertising in all the journals and everything. And we had all the artwork and we had pre-sales and we didn't have the product. The lab was having problems with stability. And so here we had people that had paid for this product, millions of dollars in orders, and we had no product. And it was starting to get ugly. And people had paid for this product like two months and we had no product. And then God came in and created the big earthquake in California. And all of a sudden, people are calling, asking for their day white. And we're like, you know what? The earthquake is slowing us down. And they're like, oh, we're so sorry. So all of a sudden, they weren't like mad at us anymore. Well, I mean, the earthquake did slow us down a little bit. But, you know, using the earthquake as our alibi bought us at least another month to get the product out. But we were literally on the verge of bankruptcy because we were going to have to refund millions of dollars in orders. And then the earth gave us a great (laughs) alibi. So that was a good one. But then they were able to formulate the product and you were able to ship it out. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the difference between night white and day white was night white was a product you put in your mouth that works all night. Day white had to work in 30 minutes. And When we switched from carbamide peroxide to hydrogen peroxide, the hydrogen peroxide wasn't stable. We needed our product to be stable on the shelf for like three years, and it wasn't. It kept degrading, and we can't sell product that's going to degrade in six months. So we just needed more time to figure out how to stabilize it. And people that had paid for it were like, they were not happy. 
So it was a conundrum, but the earthquake saved our life. <laughs> so are you protecting all of your new technologies now with patents to the extent possible? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I learned a lot with our company. In fact, it's funny because the new strips that we're doing, the dissolving strips were formulated in the UK. And when I first started speaking to this company, the product was like a C plus. It wasn't great. And then I had a lot of ideas to add in bells and whistles to make it better. But when we started, the first thing I asked them is, is this patented? They're like, no. I'm like, why not? They're like, oh, we just never thought of it. So as we started developing, we patented everything. So yeah, it's all patent protected now. That's great. I'm just curious. You've been doing marketing for a long time for these products. And obviously you have a very robust marketing effort because you did all that marketing for your day white. What have you found to be your most effective marketing strategy or platform? Like yours is very visual with the whitening. So what's worked the best for you? The funny thing is it evolves. When I first started my dental practice, I had a publicist and she worked with me. And most of my new patients were coming from word of mouth. And magazines, LA Magazine was a huge, I got like 30, 40 new patients. Today, none of those things matter now. It's all social media. You know, I mean, I have more followers than any other dentist in the world on Instagram. And I get probably 10, 15 new patients a month from Instagram. I get a bunch of new patients from word of mouth. I mean, are my patients refer patients? And then of course I'm on the doctors on CBS. How did you get that gig? I was going to ask you next. How did you get on TV? Jennifer Fenton was a patient of mine. She was a game show hostess and she worked for Howard Schultz, not Starbucks, Howard Schultz, Howard Schultz, who created lighthearted entertainment. And he created game shows and he came up with this idea called Extreme Makeover, which he sold to ABC. And so basically it was a panel of doctors and me, the dentist, who would make these people over that had dental issues and all other kinds of issues. She was my patient. And so when Howard explained what the show was, she introduced him first to Dr. Garth Fisher, who was the first plastic surgeon on Extreme Makeover, and then to her dentist, who was me. And so Howard and I hit it off. He had me come in and do a a screen test. And ironically, they had about 15 plastic surgeons on the show they only had one dentist. Wow. Dr. Bill, we really appreciate having you on. Where can people find you? I'm super easy to find. I mean, on Instagram, it's just Dr. Bill Dorfman. I know I have 1.4 million followers. I answer all my DMs myself. That's not a robot or anything. Also, if you want to find me on my website, it's also Dr. Bill Dorfman. And if you have kids that are 15 to 25, This is a nonprofit. This is LEAP. Send them to my summer program. We get great speakers. I've had Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Eva Longoria, Kathy Bates, Paula Abdul. This year I have Richard Branson. And we teach kids skills that they need to be successful in life at UCLA. The kids live there. Is there a website? Yeah. You just go to www.leapfoundation.com and you can register right online there. Or there's a phone number, 877-855-5327. You can call that up and talk to us at the office. But it's really an amazing program for kids. It sounds just great. So thank you so much for being with us. We hope you'll stay with us for the rest of the show. And we'll be back with more Passage to Profit right after this. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the Inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. 
I've been inventing products for over 38 years. Hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world. QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We just had a great interview with Dr. Bill Dorfman, and I learned so much. He shared a lot of his secrets. And if you haven't had a chance to hear the whole interview, you should pick up our podcast. It'll be available tomorrow, wherever you get your podcast. Or go to our YouTube channel so you can see how ripped he looks on the cover of the magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bill has it together. He really does. I think he really does. (laughs) So Kenya, time for power move. Who's power moving today? It is time for power move. And we are going to talk about Jennifer Lopez, who wants to support Latina women and is taking all the necessary steps to empower a new generation of entrepreneurs. So she recently announced her new $14 billion partnership with Grameen America. And the new deal expects to reach more than 600,000 Latina entrepreneurs across 50 cities in the United States with a business capital of 14 billion and 6 million hours of financial education and training. So she gets today's power move. That is totally awesome. It's amazing what women will come up with if they're given the resources. Absolutely. And I'm really glad to hear that we have celebrities who are investing in entrepreneurship because it's really the way forward in so many ways for everybody. And small businesses create the majority of jobs out there. It's good for our economy. And I think it's good for the people who choose the entrepreneurial experience. Elizabeth? Yes. So Fireside Directory, for those of you who don't know, Fireside Directory is an online directory of small businesses. It's a video directory. So I've been building it by interviewing business owners of small businesses And I have a website, but the website I was using wasn't the best website because there wasn't one that was built for this. So I'm having a new website built. So I'm very happy because I've gotten started on that. I've gotten some new ideas. When you do a website, you have to really understand who your target market is, what you're trying to say, what you want people to see and what path you want them to follow through your website. There's a lot of what they call discovery, where you're trying to figure out exactly what pages should be on there, what it should look like, all that. So I'm in the middle of that right now and I'm enjoying it. It's really fun. Yeah. I think your brain is well-tuned to strategizing around those ideas. Yes. So without further ado, I would love to talk about bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Really, probably the most popular guy on the show right now. It's too bad it's remote. Mike Koroshevsky with TBJ Gourmet has foods using bacon. So tell us all about it, Mike. Thank you for having me. TDJ Gourmet fights food waste by helping both the home and professional chef craft the perfect bites that make memorable meals. And we do that by upcycling ingredients that would otherwise go to waste. And our claim to fame, as you've mentioned, is bacon. Bacon jam, namely. Bacon jam is made by upcycling bacon ends and pieces. If you're not familiar with the term upcycling or what bacon ends and pieces are, bacon is smoked pork belly 
and pigs are not ripped like Dr. Bill. Their bellies are not perfectly shaped. The first slice and the last slice of the pork belly are not pretty enough to go in the package, but they taste very, very good. And we don't want them to go to waste. So we capture those, we grind them up and we cook them with caramelized onions, brown sugar, a little apple cider vinegar. We jam this all into a jar so that people can spread bacon jam on everything from burgers to sandwiches to appetizers, anywhere they want bacon to be. And if they're like 85% of Americans, that's on everything. Uh, <laughs> Hit me with the calories per tablespoon. Is <laughs> well, not a bad question to think. ask. So serving is 90 calories compared to ketchup or mayo or mustard or any traditional condiment in calories, except it's loaded with protein because bacon is the main ingredient. We make a USDA certified bacon jam, which means bacon is the top ingredient. Wow. So it's healthy for you and it's low calorie. I think if you're doing keto or something like keto, it's probably good for that, right? It might be a little high in the sugar for keto on our standard uh, recipe. We do have products that are a little more keto friendly and we make other upcycled jams and jellies and specialty foods, but bacon jam is our claim to fame. So you're actually in quite a few brick and mortar stores with this, right? Absolutely. So the easiest way to get our product is to go to our website, TBJ Gourmet and either order it or see it. our store locator to find stores near you. Everything from gourmet food stores to we have two SKUs now in all Walmarts across the country. So we're pretty easy to find. So I see here you have different flavors. You have figs and balsamic, honey and habanero, chili, black peppercorn, and you have other products too, like tomato jam, bacon, maple sugar rub. The maple sugar rub, a lot of people don't know this, if you reduce maple syrup down further, it becomes maple sugar. You can use it anywhere that you would use sugar. What we do is we smoke it and add a little bit of bacon. It's a perfect balance of sweet and a little bit of savory. I like to put it on meats as a glaze, just sprinkle it on a pork chop or a roasted loin. It's fantastic. The bacon jam that we have has one thing in common, bacon as the main ingredient, which is key to making a bacon jam. (laughs) Right. So it kind of feels like you could buy this stuff and pretend like you're eating at a fancy restaurant. That's the goal is to get something that's very difficult to make. You know, at the restaurant, I would take four hours to make it. Most recipes that you find online, it's going to call for at least two hours. And all of our products that we make are hard to make at home, but we want to enable the home chef, the mom, the person who's entertaining to deliver something really special without that maximum effort and to feel good doing it because we're helping to end food waste, which as we know, is one of the best ways to fight climate change. So you can feel good. You can land a beautiful meal that people are going to remember. Dr. Bill, do you have any thoughts or comments? Well, I don't eat bacon. What? (laughs) I'm probably not your market, but I love what you did with the idea, bringing your audience something that they love and desire is paramount to success in a business. You provide a service or product that people want and desire, and you're going to have a home run. So uh, hats off to you. Kenya? Well, I concur with Dr. Bill. I don't eat bacon either, but I think you have a great concept and a great idea. I was just curious. You said it's hard to make a batch. Like it's difficult to make a batch. Is it expensive to make a batch? And like, what's your rate of return? It is expensive. So certainly more expensive than making a traditional jam or jelly or condiment, which are more akin to condiments. But people recognize certainly after they taste it or when they see it, when they look at the product, they're not getting one of those things I just mentioned, right? It is a little bit more expensive. So we have healthy margins, but people don't mind paying for something that they know is full of of meat and everyone's favorite for most people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
I see here for you non-bacon eaters that you also sell Himalayan ghost salt. What is that? That's simply Himalayan pink salt with a ghost pepper powder. Probably one of the only things that I make that I don't use too much because I am a wimp when it comes to heat. But really for the non-bacon eaters, our tomato jams and we have a line of onion marmalades coming out. It's still in this idea of sweet and savory spreads and condiments. Uh, I would direct them towards those and the salts as well. I bet the tomato jam would be really good on a hamburger. Probably. You don't like ketchup on your hamburger. I don't, but that's <laughs> different than tomato jam. So yeah, I, I may have what to it's try like that. With French fries. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Where do you come up with all of the ideas for all of these different foods? Most of this stuff, quite honestly, I've never heard of before. You can try to build a better mousetrap. Or you can look to what people like, but haven't ever brought to market. And in the case of bacon jam, you could find it out at restaurants, but no one had ever taken the time to figure out how to do it, how to commercialize it, how to do it safely, right? You're making a shelf-stable product that has meat in it. So there's a lot of steps, right? So for us, it's just about taking the time to do things right and taking things that are difficult to make and putting the work in. How can people find you, Mike? You can go to our website, tbjgourmet.com. That's T is in the, B is in bacon, J is in jams, gourmet.com. We are raising right now to upcycle more bacon ends and pieces. And that raise can be found at wefunder.com backslash TBJ Gourmet, uh, taking investments from $100 to $100,000 from a equity crowdfund. Well, thank you very much. It's time now for us to move on to Pooja Agarwal. She has Zenful Brain for people that are getting burnt out. So welcome, Pooja. Tell us all about it. Thank you for having me. So I'm actually a neurologist. I'm a physician by training. I went to medical school, did the path of residency, and then I became an attending physician. So after residency, I started practicing. And within a couple of years of practicing full-time, I became burnt out. My burnout was the fact that I had difficulty sleeping. I had insomnia, difficulty with irritability, working long hours, and I was giving everything at work and really nothing at home. And in the last couple of years with this pandemic, burnout has increased among high achieving working moms. They say two out of three working moms right now have burnout. And that was actually a study that came out of where I did my residency at Ohio State University. They just came out with this research study earlier this year, two out of three working moms having burnout. They're not able to take care of themselves, not able to take care of their family as well. And again, giving everything mostly at work. So when I experienced burnout, I hired a coach, which really helped me to change my life. I feel like every mother or every woman should have a coach to really reach their full potential because I think we tend to really undervalue what we can do in life. And so when I hired a coach, it changed my life. It helped me change my mindset. I'm a neurologist. You know, I'm a neuroscientist too. So I researched the brain, but that aspect of the mindset and the brain and really optimizing how well I'm thinking about things didn't really change until I hired a coach. So when I saw the need during the pandemic of high achieving working moms experiencing burnout, I decided to become a certified executive coach. And now I help moms with burnout to overcome that burnout with mindset readiness, powerful self-reflection, and then helping them discover new talents or different ways to take their careers to the next level. That's really great. I wish you would help aging radio hosts with that same issue. Um, Are you talking about me? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself for heaven's sake. So what is the definition of burnout and what are its symptoms? Burnout is chronic workplace stress that is not managed well. That's what the World Health Organization defines it as. I really focus on a female professionals that are high achieving working moms with burnout. And some of the signs and symptoms include irritability. Maybe initially you enjoyed a job but after working there six months to a year down the line, you resent work. You resent clients, you have difficulty sleeping, 
you're making mistakes at work. Whereas before you were on top of everything, meeting deadlines, and then, you know, you're not taking care of yourself. You don't practice that self-care, you're not exercising, you're not eating well, and you were initially, and then things change over time once you take on a new job. And then also working long hours, definitely working long hours, 60 to 80 hours a week. I did that when I had my burnout. And I really want moms to know that they need to make themselves a priority because you can only help others once you're helping yourself. Yeah, that's really true. And how do you think, I mean, there are a lot of coaches and a lot of burnout coaches, but your background must really make you powerful. How do you think that helps you? So I am a mindset expert. I'm a brain expert. So like I said, I do my neurology residency and I'm a neuroscientist. So I research the brain. So all of the inner workings of the brain really help me to hone in on what my clients need. I help them with mindset readiness. A lot of us are resistant to change and we don't want to take on a new challenge or set a new goal because we're afraid of that discomfort that it will bring on. And so once we embrace that discomfort, we can really help our mindset to go from resistant to ready. And I have some powerful tools that I use with my clients to really change their mindset and to discover new talents that they may not have known were present and basically have those new talents, develop them, and then take their career to the next level and to actually get rid of that burnout or end it and hopefully never have that again. So let's like one piece of advice you would give moms about how to deal with their kids when they're in this burnout phase, like how to get out of the burnout by changing some interactions with their kids or something. Yeah. So what I would really recommend is I actually have two kids. They're six and eight. So I know exactly what that feels like with the burnout. So I would really tell moms to be present in the moment. Oftentimes we're focused on work or focused on other things we have to do. And that is what increases irritability. And then if the kids are fighting or things like that, really being present in the moment, trying to take five deep breaths and just focus in on that moment on the fact that you need to be present with your kids. And that's something that, you know, you could do. It's simple. It doesn't take much time. And then practicing that on a daily basis can help. And then another tip that I would have is to journal. And I've been resistant in the past to journaling. All it requires is pen and paper and journaling your daily thoughts for 10 minutes a day. And then looking at that journal at the end of every week and being in tune with, you know, what are you thinking and how are you feeling? And a lot of us are not really in tune with that. It's more subconscious. We just kind of go through like in a rat race and trying to, to take care of what we need to, but we're not really aware of what we're thinking and what we're feeling. So journaling can definitely help with that. I'm taking a deep breath right now and I feel a lot better. So thank you for that. <laughs> Dr. Bill. Yeah, I think perspective is a really, really important thing to focus on. You know, um, we tend to blow things out of proportion. And I think that sometimes you do, you sit back, you take a deep breath and you say, okay, really, how important is this? And put the right amount of gravity on things. And you've got to let a lot of stuff go in life. If you carry everything around, you'll never be able to get past things. So I love her advice. I think you really do need to sit back. You need to really kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, you know, how important is this? And then really just process things and break them down one at a time. I use an acronym called WIN. What's important now? And I really try and focus on what's the most important thing that's going on right now and just block everything else out so I can process that, be present, as she said, in that moment and really focus on what's important. Kenya, do you have any questions or thoughts? Well, I was really excited to talk to you because you're talking about one of my favorite things, which is the brain. So I teach exercise science and I teach a little bit of that minus my addiction to Doritos, but that's another <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> 
So in terms of the brain and how it works, do you feel that or believe that it's neurologically possible to rewire what we internally program ourselves with? Exactly. So our brains are naturally hardwired for negativity. It's negativity bias. We always look at all the negative aspects of things and we blow those out of proportion, like Dr. Bill said. And so that's our natural tendency, but we can actually create new neural pathways or rewire our brain. And these new neural pathways develop over time. When we change our mindset, when we change our behavior and the way we're thinking, these new neural pathways form. And then that negativity bias does not happen as much. Then you're more positive, more of an optimist. And that is something that you can definitely rewire your brain. It takes effort, habit, and time. But again, you could definitely rewire your brain, the neural pathways. Just knowing that something is possible or seeing it in action can make a big difference. What have you done for yourself in order to help create some of this extra positivity? What are some of the exercises that you've done? I do something where I mentioned earlier, I journal every day and I look at that journal at the end of every week. And to really look back over the week, you know, I journal about what went well, what didn't go well, what I could have done better. Those are just some questions I post myself daily in journaling. And then that really helps me to become more aware of, you know, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And when you do that, that produces a better mood. So when I journal, I do better. If I don't journal or I miss it for a few days, a weekend, I find that I tend to get more irritable or, you know, things don't go off as well. The other thing I really recommend is meditation or breath work. Really all it takes is sitting down for five minutes in a quiet room, trying to focus your mind on your breathing, taking a deep breath in and out. And really that's all that it is it, just doing that daily can help make you more calm over time. And actually research studies have shown that meditation can really help improve your mood and actually has structural changes in the brain to help improve your mood. I wanted to ask you, I wanted to go back to the moms because my kids are grown now and off on their own, but they'll probably but still causing stress. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going into that right now, but I think there's a struggle for moms especially high achieving moms. I have to be here for my kids. I have to be here for my job. I really don't have time for me. I really shouldn't take the time to journal. I should be reading the kid a book or like, how do you convince your moms that you're working with that taking care of themselves is good for their kids? So most of my clients are already experiencing burnout. So they're already in that cycle where they're feeling tired all the time. They're irritable. They're yelling at their kids. They're not doing well at work for them. It's like, you know, you need to make that time you see what making time for yourself did already. You know, you can't sleep. You're not taking care of yourself. You're, you're getting weight or whatever it is. So you need to make that time for yourself. I really hone in with them and talk about their personal experience and story and look at what taking care of yourself got you and look at where you need to make yourself a priority. You need to make sure you exercise, you're eating well, you're journaling. You can only help others really when you're helping yourself. Right. And I think that's hard for a lot of moms. So they probably really do need a coach like you saying it's okay, because I think society puts so so much pressure on women. How do you find your clients? So I have my own podcast that I started last year. So that's where I get some of my clients. And then I am very active on social media. So I get my clients through Facebook, through Instagram and networking locally where I'm at in Orlando, Florida, just networking with other individuals. So more organic marketing. So really building that trust is really the way I get my clients. What's the name of your podcast? It's called a Zenful brain and people can find that anywhere. Yeah. It's on Apple. It's on iHeart. Google podcasts you can pretty much find it on any podcast hosting site. And then your website is zenfulbrain.com. Z-E-N-F-U-L-B-R-A-I-N.com. Great. So all you moms out there or all you people who know a mom out there who's suffering burnout, 
Tell them to find Pooja, Passage to Profit, Road to Entrepreneurship with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart and our special guest today, Dr. Bill Dorfman. If you miss any of the show, our podcast will be out tomorrow or go to our YouTube channel because there's some pretty cool stuff on here you can see on YouTube. So we will be right back. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. Our special guest today, Dr. Bill Dorfman, celebrity dentist. And now we are on to asking the question. <laughs> the question of the show. The question. I, we need to come up with a better tagline than that. <laughs> I know. But what is the question today? What food's your favorite food and what food is your most hated food? And I guess we'll start with Dr. Bill. Mine's pretty easy. Favorite food, healthy foods, unfavorite food, unhealthy food. I really try to lead as healthy a lifestyle as possible. So if it's healthy, I'll eat it. If it's not, I won't. That's he does how, have his act together. Yeah, that's will, how you look like that at 63. I, okay. I couldn't, I could hardly say any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's next? It's got to be Kenya. Well, I was going to say, so you were probably cringing when you heard me say I was eating Doritos then. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, we all have our things, right? So I, I like to eat healthy for the most 95% of the time I do. I'm an avid exerciser, so I try to take care of my calories in that space. I would say I'm not really addicted to junk food, but my favorite food. Kenya, when you say you're not really addicted to junk food, Mm -hmm. you may want to explore that with somebody because (laughs) it sounds like you kind of might be addicted to junk food. No, I'm totally not. Like I I don't have, I I literally, and when I say I'm addicted to Doritos, like I'm over-exaggerating, like once in a blue, I'll have that. Right. And I don't eat a lot of sweets. And if I have it, it's like, it's really, really a treat. And if you, you check out Kenya on our website, she looks like a fashion model. So, oh my yeah, God, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Don't. <laughs> yeah, far from <laughs> far from a fashion model. No, no, no. no, no you're like so favorite food, my dear. I love grilled octopus. That's yeah. my favorite food. We never I can knew eat that, that about every you. day of my life. Well, <laughs> so on to Mike. I know your favorite food, but go ahead. <laughs> my favorite food is plant-based meat. And my most disliked food is plant-based meat. I love, <laughs> love a, a nice steak that is based on all grass that the Cali its whole life and turn that grass into a fantastic steak for me. And I don't really like uh, what people call plant-based meat nowadays. Thank you for explaining that. Okay, Pooja. My favorite thing is simply oatmeal and peanut butter. No sugar added. So I have, can eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's not healthy if you do it for a long time, but that's my favorite food. The thing 
thing I don't like is shrimp. The taste doesn't do it for me. Okay, Richard. I guess I would say my most favorite food is pizza. Steak is right up there, but I'm just a pretty basic person. One reason I love Italian food is it's all pasta and cheese. Well, not all, but a lot of it. So my favorite food, which I very rarely eat is macaroni and cheese, but it's even better if you put in bacon jam. (laughs) (laughs) We have a birthday coming up. Maybe we should get like a bacon jam of the month subscription or something. (laughs) My absolutely most hated, I cannot even walk into a room where this is cooking is liver. I didn't know that you didn't like liver. Have you ever seen liver come into our house? (laughs) No, I haven't. Everybody's taste buds are different, I guess. I am going to run through everybody's websites quickly. So first we had Dr. Bill Dorfman, celebrity dentist, entrepreneur, making incredible things for your teeth and other things too. So you can find him at BillDorfmanDDS.com, spelled just how it sounds. You can find his caffeinated chewing gum, which I'm definitely trying at BuzzBalls.com, B-U-Z-Z-B-A-L-L-S.com. And then if you want a new way to whiten your teeth, that's not drastically different, but a little, PoofWhitening.com, but Poof has three O's. So P-O-O-O-F whitening.com. Yeah. Get on the road to whiter teeth. And if you're lacking energy to put in the strips, you can take a buzz ball first. And there you go. And then we had Mike Oroshevsky, TBJ Gourmet, tbjgourmet.com, bacon jam, other things, a brand new condiment is coming out with salts and other sorts of condiments that you would normally just get from a chef in a restaurant, but he's commercialized them. So you could actually serve them at home and people will think you're a really good cook, whether you are or not. I think bacon jam goes on everything. I think so. I think yeah. you can I'll put, put it, it on in my anything. mac and cheese. Yeah. And then Pooja Agarwal with Zenful Brain, that's Z-E-N-F-U-L-B-R-A-I-N.com. She helps you get your life back, basically. If you're in burnout and you need techniques and you need some way to get your life back and you need a sympathetic ear, someone who can help you, she's perfect. I so needed right now, especially with COVID and all of the stuff that people are having to work through. Right. And she has a podcast, A Zenful Brain. So if you want to just hear what she has to say before you call her or contact her, you can listen to her podcast. Before we go, Dr. Bill, do you have any final comments for our audience? Again, if you have kids 15 to 25, please check out my nonprofit foundation called Leap leapfoundation.com. I also have a podcast. It's ranked in the top two and a half percentile of all podcasts worldwide. It's called Meet the Mentor. And because we've had so many amazing speakers at Leap, we've turned those into podcasts. So I've interviewed Anthony Hopkins, Mark Wahlberg, Eva Longoria, Richard Branson, Michael Strahan, Paul Abdul, and they really give great interviews and they really bear it all. So check us out at uh, Meet the Mentor. Sounds oh, that'd great. be a good one for our next car trip. Oh, I'm, I'm excited now. Kenya? I think the thematic of the show is there's really nothing new under the sun. And I love that Dr. Bill was like so transparent about the fact that you can, what was the phrase you coined? Copy genius? How you yes. can borrow little tidbits from the ideas that you see and really make it your own. And you don't have to feel bad about that. So I love that the show was all encompassing and everybody had a little bit of that. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Passage to profit. Before we go, I'd like to thank our producer, Noah Fleischman, our program coordinator, Alicia Morrissey, syndication coordinator, Mark Wilson. Passage to Profit, the road to entrepreneurship. <laughs>